bit more specific within the topic of fellowship. You ready for the title? First of all, you got you got a Bible or a notebook with you? That's good. Hey, if you don't have one, hey, it's all right. Bring one next time. If you don't have one, uh, your neighbor can uh, rip a piece of paper out of his notebook or her notebook and give it to you. Um, we all know that it, the more notes you write, uh, the better house you get in heaven. <laughs> we, we know that. It's in the Bible. It's in the book of exceptions. Actually, that's not a book. But, <laughs> hey, come on. Let's take notes, right? Let's get into our Bibles, not just here because it's Wednesday and that's what we do, but all the time, right? This is what we're talking about. We're talking about fellowship, but on the topic of fellowship, I want to talk about knowing him so others can too. Know him so others can too. Before I get too far into that, I just want to encourage you guys, hey, keep inviting your friends here. Um, bring a friend. I know there's COVID and stuff going on. I know some, some you know, parents are, you know, maybe don't want their kids to go out and stuff. But just keep beating their door down and keep blowing up their phone. Let's, let's fill this place. Do you guys want to see this place filled or not? Do you want it to just be our four and no more for, for what if in five years it looks just like this? Now, I love y'all. And y'all got some great faces, but in five years, I hope it doesn't look like this still, right? How awesome would it be if this whole room was filled on a quarry night? Not a Sunday morning, but a quarry night. Does that excite anybody? I get super excited about that. Okay, let's make it happen. Hey, we are believing for 300 people to fill this room. I am. It's a big goal. Well, we serve a big God, right? We're believing for 300 people. Let's start with one or two, but let's, let's uh, Dr. Jacobs has uh, challenged us and encouraged us recently. Uh, he, if you don't know who that is, he's the, the, the man who started this church. And uh, Pastor Jordan is our pastor, and that's, uh, uh, his dad is Dr. Jacobs. If you don't know who that is, if you haven't met him before. But he challenged us recently to dream again and to think bigger. And I'm, I'm, I'm including myself always in that. So 300 plus. Not our waist size, but 300 plus. Are you with me? All right. Let's jump into this. <laughs> Tonight we're talking about knowing him so others can too. You know, our whole point in life um, of knowing God is that so that others can. What good is it? We come here, meet up on a Wednesday night, we have our Sunday mornings, we, we read our Bibles, we fellowship with God, and then we don't say a single word to anybody about it. There's a word for that. It's called selfish. <laughs> talking to myself. Um, anytime I preach anything, it doesn't matter what it is. Pastor Jordan's my greatest example in that. He's always said, anytime I preach, hold on, these shoes are really nice. I'm sorry, they're just so shiny. I just keep getting blinded by them. And also in worship, there was two pairs of really awesome shoes. Thank you. I like shoes. Anyway, um, <laughs> Pastor Jordan has always said, whatever God is teaching him, whatever God is showing him, that's what he teaches on. And so I never preach, pre preach. never preach from a place of perfection like, uh, I'm your bright and shining example. That's that's not me. I preach. <laughs> right, we're gonna we're skip that word. I teach from a place of uh, always continually to, to trying to get better. I've not arrived. I've not figured all this out. I'm not the perfect example, but I can be a, an example, and that's what I want to be tonight. But it's no good for us to fellowship with God and to grow with him and to learn more about him and, and then tell nobody. Like, what's the point of that? Selfish. <laughs> fellowship has a purpose and one reason. And we need to do it because people are depending on us. Do you know that? You know people are depending on you? Maybe 
you know, I'm not, not necessarily not necessarily saying the ones who are in this room already, because I believe we do depend on each other to a degree, but I'm talking about the people who don't know God. You know, you may be the only Jesus they ever see. You, you do realize that, right? You may be the only example in your school, when you get a job, uh, at, on your sports team, you may be the only example that they ever see of, of Jesus, of God's love. It's a responsibility that we all carry. The cool thing is we're all called to do to that same thing. So it's not just on one person. You know, we want to represent God well. Does that make sense? We want to represent him well. Morgan and myself and all these awesome leaders. Do you love your Corey leaders? Do you love your life group leaders? Like, really? If you love them, can we clap for them real quick? Do you love them? Are you, are you looking at them right now and throwing up a heart to them? Come on. I, I love this team. But I... Myself and Morgan and all these leaders, and they're some of my most favorite people, um, we have taken our direction from Pastor Jordan. So, Pastor Jordan, what is your heart for this youth ministry? And it's always people, every time. It's always people, and it's not just the people that I said. I'm talking about the people in here, too, all of you. But it's always been people. And, and the reason we know that about him is because we spent time with him, and we've asked him, and we've fellowshiped with him, and he has shown us that. What's well, the same way with God? And Pastor Jordan gets that because he spent time with God to know that God's heart is for people. It always has been and always will be. There's, there's, he's for us, that's, and that's it. <laughs> that's a great thing. So we need to know the heart of God for people so we can love well, and that's my first point. Fellowship shows us how to love well. You're thinking, maybe this is a little bit of a different way to think about it. Yeah, I kind of thought so too, but that's what the Holy Spirit showed me. And usually you think of fellowship of, you know, you talking to God and you growing. That's definitely it. And that's awesome. And we need to do that. And I need to do it more. But there's a reason behind all of this. There's a reason we fellowship. There's a reason that our knowledge of God just keeps growing and growing and growing. And it's so we can show others. You know, when you spend time with God, his characteristics will get on you. There's, a, I mean, his, the list of characteristics of God, all of his traits, it's endless. But the one I want to focus on is compassion. His compassion, uh, it rubs off on you and you have compassion for others. You know, if you don't have fellowship with God, I would think that you're probably not out telling your story too much, right? And it kind of makes sense. How are you supposed to tell somebody about somebody that you've not even spent time with? Let me tell you about this God. Oh, yeah, what about him? Uh, yeah, I don't know really, but he loves you. Not super convincing. <laughs> you need to be sure that he loves you. You know, uh, Pastor Diana, she's been on it lately about telling people your story. And you have a story that's so different. Malachi, your story's so different than mine. Desiree, your story's so different than mine. We've grown up differently. Um, you on one side of the tracks, me on the other side of the tracks. Grew up in a city, grew up in a country. We all have a different story, but all of them are equally important. Because your story may be able to relate to somebody, and Leslie's story wouldn't be able to relate to them. It's like, well, I can't really identify with you, but I can identify with Justin here because, man, he's been through a lot of the same things. You need to tell your story. And when you fellowship with God and you get his heart for people and his compassion for people, you have to tell them your story. We all have one. 
They're all important. Don't think, well, I've never really been through anything. Awesome. Praise God that you have it. You can tell people, God has saved me from all this stuff. I didn't have to go through all this craziness that some of the other ones have had to go through. That's just as much of a testimony, right, of what has what God has saved you from versus I went through all this stuff and I finally got to God. Everyone's story is important. I mean, it's important. It really is. Don't be thinking, well, it's not that big of a deal. I'll just, you know, it's not. It is a big deal. Please tell. Please tell people your story. And, you know, I don't want it to be, and I've done this before, and I'll, I admit I, I still sometimes do it. Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights are just are just a starting place for our fellowship with God. It's just a time where we can all come get together and be like, awesome. He's going the same direction I am. She is. He is. This whole room, we're all going in the same direction. That it's just a starting place. You know, if 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 uh, Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings are the only time we connect with God, the only time we fellowship with Him, you know, we're missing the point. And I don't mean that in any kind of condemnation or shame on you or anything, because we're all learning, right? But now that we've identified that, let's get let's let's get going. Let's get past that. Wednesday nights, Sunday mornings, just a starting place for us to learn about God, for us to come together as believers and fellowship together but it's just a starting place. Let's look at this scripture. It talks uh, about how to love well. We don't have the scriptures up on the screen, but I'll, I'll just read it to you. It's out of 1 John 4, 8 through 11, out of the Passion Translation. Anybody been reading out the Passion Translation? I love it. I love it. I love it. I thought the New Living Translation for a long time, before the Passion came out, was my favorite. I love the Amplified Classic. That's really good, too. But the Passion just is like, I mean... Really, why, why read anything else? The Passion is perfect. Uh, it's just, who, uh, who I can't remember who wrote it, but God bless them. I, I love that group of people. That, I mean, it's just the best translation I've ever read, ever read. Every time I look up a scripture for it, I'm like, my goodness, these people know God. So, hey, jump into your Passion translation. It's really good. Let's look at this. 1 John 4, 8 through 11. The one who doesn't love has yet to know God, for God is love. The light of God's love shined within us when he sent his matchless son into the world so that we might live through him. See that? So we might live through him. I said, you might be the only Jesus that people ever see, right? This is love. He loved us long before we loved him. Hey, this this is funny. One time I was up here singing. (laughs) It was on a Sunday and I was like, Lord, we loved you first. I was kind of (laughs) like, I mean, you loved us first. I had to look at the leadership real quick. Like, okay, they're not going to cut my mic off, are they? <laughs> but let me, let me tell you what the Word of God really says. It says, this is love. He loved us long before we loved Him. <laughs> it was His love, not ours. I was wrong. I was trying to, you know, think, hey, God, I got you. No, He's like, no, actually, I got you. Um, he loved us long before we loved Him. It was His love, not ours. He proved it by sending His Son to be the uh, pleasing sacrificial offering to take away our sins. Delightfully loved ones, if he loved us with such tremendous love, then loving one another should be our way of life. It should be our, that's what he said, it's our way of life. Loving people is our way of life. But how are you going to love them if you don't know that you're supposed to love them? If you don't know that our hearts are to be for them, that only comes when you fellowship with God. And then in return, we learn how to love well. You know, this is just a little bit of a side thing, but, you know, my absolute favorite times of fellowship with God, I love this tonight. I love the worship team leading us. I love Sunday mornings, but 
just some of the, man, the best times I've ever spent with God is when there's nobody around, when there's just nobody around. And I sing how I want to. <laughs> Probably sounds crazy. I say what I want to. I tell him how I'm feeling. I thank him for how awesome he is. That's how my fellowship starts. Most of the time it's on top of a ladder with a paintbrush in my hand while I'm at work. <laughs> and I'm just up there singing that to take my headphones out and look around. I'm like, I hope those homeowners aren't here. They're going to think I'm like, I don't know, losing it or something. Because I'm up here making a lot of noise. It probably sound like a dying dog. But, you know, that's all right. <laughs> one of my most favorite times with God is when there's no one around. When no one sees, when there's no one to pat you on the back, like, hey, good job spending time with God. No, I get all the, uh, all the notice I need from God. You know, fellowship is an, is an all-day, everyday event. I've just been thinking about that lately. Fellowship isn't, well, God, let me get up and give you my religious duty real quick in the morning. Let me give you 5, 10, 30 minutes, 45 minutes in the morning. And if I miss it, hey, sorry, I'll check in with you tomorrow morning. I've been there. I've done that. I've got stuck in a season where I was like that. Uh, it's not the best way to live. What I've done for quite a while now, and I've just realized how important it's been in my life, is if you can learn to keep an open dialogue all day with God. Never shut him off. Give him full permission. Give the Holy Spirit full permission to speak, speak to you all day, and he will. There's times when I'm, uh, like I said, up on a ladder with a paintbrush in my hand working, and all of a sudden the Lord will bring, uh, bring someone up to me in my spirit, either in here or, or people we know uh, on Sunday morning, like, you know, people who might not be here today. And I'll just text them and encourage them. No, Malachi, I mean you texted the other day. I was just thinking about you, just talking to God, and God will just show me people sometimes. Fellowship. You learn to fellowship with God, and then he teaches us how to love well. God will put, place people on your heart. I know me and Haas, Big Haas, the drummer, if you guys don't know who Big Haas is, he's the guy who's uh, up there on the drums. He's always doing an awesome job. But, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, he'll text me and I'll text him different things that God has shown us about each other or about uh, a group of us guys. And that comes with just fellowshipping with God, talking to him and just loving on God. And, and, and he says something and I say something back. A lot of times it's correctional to me because I need it. <laughs> it's not all the time. Just, oh, you're so great. You're so wonderful. It's like, hey, you, uh, you need to do this. Uh, yeah, stop doing that. Um, some of the times when I know for sure I hear from God, I get into my vehicle, back out of the driveway, and, I'm, and I take it off. And I'm about to turn, put my, my headphones in and listen to worship. I'm not going to, like, listen. But, and God was like, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Does anybody have that? Does God speak to anybody like that? Yeah, I'm like, God, I'm going to listen to worship. This is like your music. Like, like yeah, but don't do that. <laughs> God speaks in a still, small voice. And sometimes, even though we're putting good things into our ears and listening to good things, sometimes let's just cut the noise off and just, and just hear him. He speaks in a still, small voice. I'm really moved by music because I'm a worshiper and I, and I love music and I uh, play music and sing. And so I'm really moved by music in that way but he said he speaks in a still small voice and that's the best way to hear him it's just silence just quiet <laughs> okay <laughs> you know there's a guy an awesome man of god named dr lester sumrall he said this quote talking about how to love well people he said there's six billion people on earth this is when he said this at the time and they are your responsibility wow okay <laughs> That's hefty. <laughs> I agree, but I also say that fellowship is your responsibility. Since there are billions of people on the planet, they are our responsibility, but it's our responsibility to know him first. 
because we can't tell somebody about a God that we haven't spent time with. Does that make sense? Let's look at this scripture here. I really love this. This has been important to me for the last couple years, and I've, I've noticed God will use me in this way, but it's out of Isaiah 50, uh, verse 4, out of the Amplified Classic. It says, the servant of God says, the Lord has given me the tongue of a disciple and of one who is taught that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as a disciple, as one who is taught. Let's look at it at the NLT. It says, the sovereign Lord has given me his words of wisdom so that I know how to comfort the weary. Morning by morning, he wakens me and opens my understanding to his will. Now, let me say, if you aren't in fellowship with him, you won't know his will. If you aren't in fellowship with him, you can't speak a word in season to somebody. What does that mean? Sometimes I might be praying. Sometimes sometimes I've just kept that open dialogue with God all day. And he, I might not have even said to him something to him for a few hours just while I'm working. All of a sudden, I just, somebody will, God will show me somebody in, in my spirit. And all of a sudden, it's like I know word for word what to, what to say to them or call them or text them. Word for word. I didn't think this up. I didn't sit there and think, how, what can I sound that, say that sounds super spiritual? But they're going to think, oh, man, he's pretty holy. Like, he spends time with God. First of all, I'm not even trying to waste anybody's time with that garbage. But sometimes God will show you something to text somebody or to call or next time you see them, encourage them with. And that's speaking a word in season to someone who might be weary. Does that make sense? And to me, when you're able to do that, when you've got to a place to where you fellowship with God, he starts showing you specific things about people. How many know if Justin came to me and said, Amzi, uh, Lord's been showing me you've been dealing with this. I'm like, okay, continue on, please. That's going to get my attention, right? When you're at school and you've been praying for those two, three, or four different people that God has showed you, and that one says, hey, this person um, has fear in their life because uh, they don't have a dad, and, they, you know, and their family's split and divided, and they have a lot of fear in their life, I want you to encourage them in this. And you go and say, hey, God has showed me that you have some fear in your life because of your dad, and they're going to look at you like, how did you know that? Guess what? You got their attention like that. They are automatically captivated about, about, about what you're going to say next because since you spent time fellowshipping with God he showed you something on how you can speak a word in season to someone who might be weary and I love that lately man that's just been so important to me and I've and I've you know I've actually been confessing that over my life that Lord you're going to show me uh, people uh, different people in my life whether I know them or don't know them and I'm going to be able to speak a word in season to anyone who might be weary that's just been really special to me lately and I've been confessing it over my life and I've been seeing it happen a lot so it's super encouraging. You know, it's just when you read someone's mail to them, you've got their attention. All right, ready for the next point. Fellowship shows us who we are. You know, who am I? What am I gifted in? What skills, what callings do I have? Everybody's asked that. Everybody's wondered that. I still wonder, hey, is there, God, is there more for me? What do you have for me? What other things have you gifted me in? Is there, a, is there another part of my calling you're going to show me about? And the reason we need to know that, what we're called and gifted in, so then we can learn about ourselves, but then you can go and you can show others, because we're talking about loving others well, we're talking about our heart is for them. 
But when we figure out who we are, we can show others who they, who they are and specifically who they aren't, right? Everybody's asking, why am I here? What's, my, what's the point? What's my purpose? Am I even good at anything, right? You know, when we spend uh, time with the Father, we, we become more and more aware of who he's made us to be. Check this out. I love, love this scripture so much. This is kind of a key scripture for me because there's certain, you know, there's certain things in the Bible that just lays it out so plain. You're like, I, I mean, that's pretty cut and dry. I really can't dissect it any other way. He means exactly what he means. Sometimes Lord, the Lord speaks in parables. Another time he says it exactly like it is. Check this out. Love this scripture. I've, I've been one of my favorites for a long time. Psalm 30, 37, 4 out of the Passion. It says, make God the utmost delight and pleasure of your life and he will provide for you what you desire the most. Could that be any more plain? Could that be any more clear? What are you wondering about for your life right now? Probably Everybody could probably name five different things. What car am I gonna get? Uh, what classes do I sign up for? What college do I go to? What job am I supposed to, uh, um, to apply for? Uh, what friend group should I be with? Uh, so many different things. And we figure all of those out by just delighting ourselves in the Lord. What is that? It's just fellowship. That's all it is. Let's not, let's not try to, well, does it mean this? No, it's just fellowship. Simple. Spending time with him. And I've known this and I've been thinking about this lately. You take fellowship and every single issue of life flows out of that. Every single thing you need to know about your life. I don't care what it is. You could, everybody could raise their hand and say a different thing, and I would say, it's fellow, answer's fellowship, the answer's fellowship, the answer's fellowship. If you spend time with God, man, he's going he's gonna to answer every single question you have. Maybe not all ten at once, because it takes faith to live this life that we're living, right? If God said, hey, here you go, you know, you asked me, so here's the, here's the next 20 things for the rest of your life. You're, you're, okay, good, I got it. God, thank you, I don't need you anymore, right? It's not how that works. God wants to show us one thing at a time. Do you trust me? Yes, God, I trust you. We'll do this. You start doing that thing. Why am I doing this thing? And then he shows you another thing. Oh, that's why I'm doing this thing. So delight, another translation says, delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. And I, I just love that. Fellowship will show you everything about your life. But then once you've gained confidence in who you are, now it's time to show someone else who they are. Everyone's wondering. Everyone's guessing. Check this out. First Peter 2, 9 through 10, out of the passion. Talking about, okay, so this is, this is who we are. But you are God's chosen treasure. That's awesome. A treasure is precious. Uh, me and uh, Tegan and uh, John McBroom have been talking about gold and silver coins lately. That's kind of that's nice. It's kind of precious. Treasure, right? It's a precious metal. Treasure, you take it and you hide it. You don't, want other, you don't let other people take it. You don't let other people steal it. It says, we are God's chosen treasure. Priests who are kings, a spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. He called you out of darkness to experience his marvelous light, and now he claims you as his very own. He did this so that you would broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. For at one time you were not God's people, but now you are. At one time, you knew nothing of God's mercy because you hadn't received it yet, but now you are drenched with it. And I love that because that just shows us who we are. We're a chosen treasure. You're not a mistake. You're not without a purpose. A treasure is pretty important, wouldn't you agree? 
It's something that people, come on, National Treasure says it all. It's, the, it's one of the best movies around. If it wasn't a big deal, people wouldn't be searching for it, right? <laughs> a treasure is special, and that's what God says you are. <laughs> you know, the more fellowship, it equals the more you know about him and the more you know about yourself. I wish, I really wish I would have known this, actually. Um, I'm 32 now, but kind of in my younger days, uh, I grew up in a Christian home, but I didn't really know so much about fellowship. And I think of where you all are at, all the different ages that are represented in here, all the way up to this old guy here. No, I'm not old. But um, all you high school boys be like, yeah, right, old man. But uh, I think of all the different ages in here and the opportunities you guys have that maybe I didn't have to get to hear a message that you can fellowship with God and over time, you can know everything you need to know about your life. Well, I, you know, I got out of, I went to the Army and got into college, and I was just kind of shooting from the hip. I, oh, I want to study psychology. One semester, I'm doing psychology. No, actually, I want to be criminal justice major, so I changed it to the next semester. I'm changing it, and then I'm changing it, and I have absolutely no clue what I'm doing. If I would have known that if I just fellowship with God, God, you're going to tell me everything I need to know about my life. And you guys have that advantage tonight. And you guys have that advantage with being in an awesome church uh, and, and hearing messages like this that, uh, you know, when you learn to fellowship right now, when you learn to seek God right now, it can save you from so much. It'll keep, it'll save you some money. That's <laughs> anybody who's been to college that had to pay for stuff that they are not currently doing, me. Um, but it'll save you a lot of time. <laughs> it'll save you a lot of times having to get up uh, it, right up here up front during ministry line get hands laid on you for deliverance <laughs> if anybody knows what I'm saying it'll save you a lot of time if you can get this fellowship thing right now not when you're 20 not well hey when I'm when I'm 25 I'll, no you can do it right now and you can figure out everything you need to know about your life you guys want a pro tip you guys like pro tips I like pro tips usually when I, I read them they're usually like kind of a joke but this is not a joke. Uh, <laughs> I've just noticed lately in my life, just personally, just being consistent uh, and faithful to just what God's asked me to do without having any motives to do it, but just to do it because I love God and it's the right thing to do, that it just seems like promotion just sneaks up on you all of a sudden. It's because that wasn't the end result. It's like, oh, I'm just doing this so I can reach this point. No, it's just, hey, God, I love you. I love my church. I love people. I'm just going to continue to do this thing, and all of a sudden, promotion just sneaks up on me. God says if, if, if you're faithful, he'll promote you. Faithful with small things, faithful with big things, he'll promote you. Just, just a little pro tip. I say uh, be, be faithful and be consistent with fellowship, and just watch, watch the awesome things that, that God will do for you. I'm doing things in my life right now I just never thought I would do. Never, ever, ever, ever. You would have asked me when I was 15, hey, you're going to be doing this in the future. I'm like, mm, you sure about that? That might be someone else that's here that, that's not me it's just been awesome to see the different things just a little pro tip no big deal no big deal <laughs> fellowship it instills confidence in who you are right and when you're confident in who you are you can share that with others right instead of like yeah uh let me tell you about god i think he's for you i think there's a scripture that says something about he loves you or something <laughs> right but when you're confident say no i know god is for you I know the things that you've been through. He's not mad at you for those things. He loves you, and he wants, he wants you to accept him. He wants you to be born again. Come on, we got to get this thing right. We have to be confident in whom God has made us to be so that we can share it with others. Or like I said, in five years, we're going to look around and be like, oh, same crew, same thing. New, new year, not really much of a new year. 
New Year's coming up. Anybody think about that lately? I did. <laughs> I'm not going to be the same person as, as I was in 2020. Hey, you know what? 2020, everybody's like, oh, it's such a terrible year. Yeah, in ways it was. But I think we've all grown in a different way. I grew in a different way than I ever thought I would. So thank God for 2020, regardless of what we've been through. I'm not going to be the same in 2021 as I was in 2020, right? No, everybody's like, oh, 2020 is the worst year yet. There's some really funny memes about it. I'll admit, I was looking up what I think last night. I was like, oh. It's like if 2020 was a car, if 2020 was a job, there's just hilarious pictures. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's about right. But uh, there was like a, a like a, a pickle popsicle. It was like if 2020 was a popsicle. I'm like, oh, yeah. So, you know, okay, I get it. But I'm just going to, hey, 2020, it's not been a bad year. It's just whatever you make of it. It's whatever your perspective of it is. I know that's completely off topic, but you need to hear it. So. <laughs> so the reason that we fellowship with God to know who we are is that we can share that with others to show them who they are. We can show them, hey, you're not forgotten about. You're not hopeless. You're not a mistake. You are not without a purpose. I know the young people in your high schools all have those questions and talk that way. You guys know that. You're there with them. And when you've showed them who you're not, then you can show them who they are. You can tell them you are loved and you are chosen. You are wanted. You are accepted. God said he considers you a treasure. You are forgiven and you are worth dying for. People need to hear that. Remember, the people in your school, the people in your circle, that's your responsibility. But we won't have a heart for people if we don't fellowship. It starts there. Everything, I can think of everything that's in our Bible, every issue of life starts at the place of fellowship. Everything. You can't name us not one thing, and, I, and I, it always goes back to fellowship. But you know, what good is it? What good is it if we don't share it with others? You know, we have to answer to God for that one day when we get to heaven. He said, you know, you knew quite a bit, and you maybe told one person. I don't want that to happen. I want to say, you knew a lot and you shared a lot. I want that to be me. I desire for that to be me. Come on, do you want that for yourselves? <laughs> you know, it's, I think it's something that we forget about sometimes, but when we're not sharing our faith with other, when you're not telling others your story, do you, do you realize hell is real? <laughs> I mean, hell's a real place. It's not just something that <laughs> we see de the devil in hell with a little pitchfork and he's red and he's really mad because he's always on fire. <laughs> Hell is a real place, and people are going there every moment. And we have the opportunity through God, through Jesus, to get to save them, to, to show them Jesus. They may never, some people may never even been to church. I know that's kind of like, you know, everybody goes to church with their grandmas when they're young. But some people have never been to church. You might be the only Jesus that they ever get to see. But you have to be fellowshipping with God to know that his heart is for people and that your heart needs to be for people. That's all, of our, that's all of our calling. It's a shared calling that we all have. So the thing I want you to get today is keep an open line with God. Keep an open dialogue all day with God. Don't shut him off. Don't say, hey, God, we got, hey, God, I got uh, about 15 minutes. I think Mandalorian's coming on. Can you, can you speak to me real quick? I know everybody that here loves Mandalorian. I just, I mean, I like it, but. God, you got a word for me real quick? 15 minutes. Is that, is that enough time for you to think of one up real quick? All right, because, hey, hurry. You got 14 minutes now. Come on, let's go. Let's not treat God like that. <laughs> he didn't treat us like that when he sent his most precious prized possession, Jesus, his son, to die for us. He didn't treat us like that. Let's keep an open dialogue all day. 
Remember, we can speak a word in season to anyone who might be weary, but that happens by us spending time with God. Fellowship, Lord, is there anything you want me to say to this person? I'm so convinced that the more uh, you learn to hear God's voice, the clearer he speaks and the more accurate you'll get. It's just kind of this progression in our life, the progression of faith, the progression of hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. But it's so awesome when you can speak a word in season to somebody because it really grabs their attention. They're like, okay, I'm listening now. What, what, what do you have to tell me? It's almost like you can say whatever after that. Hey, follow me off this cliff. Let's go. No, no they're probably not going to do that. But they're, they're going to they're gonna listen to what you have to say. I think that's everything I have for tonight. Come on, I really want us to grow in this. I really want us to get better. I'm be, I'll be the first one to stand up and say, I'm, I'm, I want to grow in this. I need to do better. Don't wait for someone else to do it. Don't wait for the, don't wait for the Isaac Bussey, the evangelist of the group, to do it. Don't wait for Emily, the evangelist of the girls, to do it. The ones that are more outspoken. You can speak a word in season. Some of your story matters. Well, I'm really quiet. Well, your story matters to someone who's really quiet. <laughs> well, no one likes me. Well, there was a point, a point in your life when no one liked you either. But now look at you. Go talk to them. Go tell your story. <laughs> Listen, I, I was kind of a nerd in high school. All right, whatever. <laughs> I didn't get invited to like any parties. No big deal. It's okay. Probably save it from a lot of stuff. <laughs> Hey, I think that's everything I have for tonight. Just checking with the Holy Spirit to be sure that's everything. I love this group. I love this group. I think this group is really special. Every single one of you. Every single one of you are important. We need you. Your schools need you. Your family needs you. Your church family needs you. To have compassion for people and for your heart to be for them. Pray for people. Get a list of people going just that you just keep, type it up in a notepad on your on your phone or just keep a, a running list in your head of these people that you're consistently praying for. It's really hard to not love somebody when you pray for them all the time. Because when you start praying for people, <laughs> God bless them. God, uh, do this for them. Do this for them. You start like just changing the way you feel and changing the way you see these people. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your presence.